Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. And all the time, God is good. And uh, that's a, uh, a powerful statement to make. Let the glory of the Lord be upon us. To pray, Lord, let us have more of you. It's easy to uh, it's easy to say that, but do we really mean it? I mean, we just sang about, Lord, fall upon us, fill us, give us more of who you are. Let your glory shine in us and through us. Is it, is it just words or is that really what we're asking God for today? Amen, huh? We really want, Lord, we really want. Let's pray. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. For this morning that you have given us, we thank you that how you have orchestrated everything this morning, how from the setting up of the chairs and the tents, the musicians, Lord, to, to bringing the music and even the songs that have been chosen, Lord, this is all about you. It's all about you showing us who you are and how you work. Father, we give you this time right now. We, we want to, to be filled with your presence, Lord. You are welcome here. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are, you are welcome to be in our midst. And, and Lord, as, as we come up here to share your word, Lord, if, if you're not in it and with me, then, then let me sit down. Because the only way we do this is with you and through you. And we give you all the, the praise and the glory and the credit, Lord. And you have just said yes to the ordinary. To do something with you that's extraordinary. And so we come before you, Lord. We, we lift up those in our body, Lord, that are having health issues. We lift up Vinny and Priscilla, Lord. We pray against any sickness or illness that may be trying to attach itself to them. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We lift up Lorraine, Lord, and her body. We ask you for strength and healing, touch of yours that will impact her comfort, Lord. Father, we know there are many here in our church that have needs that only you can fulfill. And we ask you to do that today, Lord. We ask you, Father, to, to show up for us in a mighty, powerful way today. In a way that only you can. And we put aside our agendas to have you have your way. We ask you to do these things, Lord, in, in Jesus' mighty, powerful way. Amen. Amen. God is good. <clears throat> if you have tithes and offerings to give, you may uh, put them over there and also go online with Tithely. And uh, we appreciate your uh, tithes and offerings, your faithfulness to God's church. As we uh, end up 2020, um, you know, and we get a big hallelujah for that, right? 
end of end of 2020, I've I, the very first message I ever preached at Beach Cities Christian Fellowship was on on December 31st, and we got to preach the year end and looking forward, and and it was uh, it was great. I always look back at that as a powerful day in in my life and a confirmation day of God being. Um, being with me and uh, and having His way. So let's pray over our tithes and offerings this morning as, as you uh, are a cheerful giver of God's uh, resources that He has given unto us. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank You again for the, the faithfulness of Your people. The generosity that has been shown not only to us but to our church and and to all those in our church lord we we just thank you that you have filled it within their hearts to be generous and to give unto you and as we gather our tithes and offerings we we put them in a bucket lord and we hand that over to you as our high priest we ask that you would receive it from us with a cheerful and a grateful heart indebted to you for all that you have done and all that you will do. But most importantly, the gift of eternal life that you have given us. And so, Father, we, we offer these tithes and offerings to you. From that which you have given us already. Be pleased with us. Teach us, Lord, as, as leaders of this church to use your finances wisely and purposely for your kingdom. And we just ask you to bless your people, Lord, in many, many, many different ways. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Any other announcements, Pastor Debbie? No food today? Uh, no food. You guys are fasting today. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's good to fast. Um, you know, we probably need to. Yep. I always fast better on a full stomach, but you know. Just, just the way I've worked it out with God. <laughs> what is your favorite Bible story? What, what story in the Bible, if you only had one, or that you go back to? You know, we often ask um, in our um, uh, credentialing credentialing board when we're when we're interviewing a candidate for uh, ordination. And just being in their district, even their district license, um, I would ask them, "What is your, what is your 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 life scripture? What is the scripture that you go back to when life gets hard and life gets difficult and and things are are um, just upside down? They're they're 2020, <laughs> COVID 2020 uh, experience, and." Um, and it's important for us to understand why, understand what that is. For me, it was Acts 20, 28, where Paul is leaving Ephesus. And he says, take heed over the flock of which the Holy Spirit makes you an overseer. And see, at that point, I was, I was at Beach Cities Christian Fellowship and we were going through ministry. Uh, we had become the youth pastor. We were going through the studies and and I'm a visionary, I'm a dreamer. I couldn't walk past a building by going, man, Lord, this would make a great church right here. 
you know, in Redondo Beach. I had visions of a church in Redondo Beach because we, we, we worked in Redondo Beach and we lived in Redondo Beach. And the beach has just been a favorite place for us. We got married in the beach at the beach. And, and, uh, and that scripture, when God gave that scripture to me, it became a, a not a matter of if, just a matter of when. Because regardless of whether or not we share the word with one, ten, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, it really doesn't matter. Because at the moment that, that I become an overseer of a flock, which is what's going on right now, this moment, that's all we have is right now, is I'm the overseer of this flock as bringing the word of God. And knowing that it has been powered by the Holy Spirit no other explanation no other reason given no other no any no anything else that I could have ever done it's just God and so as you think through what is your scripture what is your favorite story what is how, how big is God in your story in that story that you rely on or that you go to or that you that you hold on because in, in the pastorate as I understood and we went from from Beach Cities to Hawthorne and we were there for four years and my scripture never never changed and that was not an easy assignment at Hawthorne and and even away even other pastors would tell me that's not an easy assignment at Hawthorne and they would always ask how's it going brother as if it was difficult. And I would say, oh man, it is great being in the center of God's will, no matter where that is. And there was uh, our first year at Hawthorne, uh, we, we kind of got a little uh, um, off track and, uh, and thought, you know what, maybe this isn't the place for me. Maybe Hawthorne isn't where I'm supposed to be. And, and I had my sights set on another church that had just become open because it seemed like it had more in line with my vision. And that was Upland First Church. And I put my hat in the ring and Dr. Doan just kind of laughed under his breath. He knew he was never going <laughs> to consider me for that. But it distracted me because now I thought to myself, well, what if I go here and what if I go there? And I, until I just surrendered it all and I said, Lord, I won't move again until you do that. And we settled in because there wasn't anything wrong with Hawthorne. It was, we had a, two sanctuaries, a big place, a big church. It was great. No problems. Just got distracted. And then we went from Hawthorne to Norwalk. We were there for four years at Hawthorne. We started with 25 people and we left with about 25 people. And when Renee and I first got there, there wasn't any but there, there were five of us under 50. Everybody else was at Hawthorne. At Hawthorne. There was, there was uh, founding members that built the church. <laughs> and, uh, and then four years later, we went to Norwalk. And what was interesting about Norwalk was that uh, Dean Shaw was the pastor at the Norwalk Church for over 26 years. And he spent his first four years at Hawthorne, and he went from Hawthorne to Norwalk. <laughs> and so I, when I went from Hawthorne to Norwalk, they, they really, the people at Hawthorne really got a disliking for Norwalk. <laughs> But 
Second year into Norwalk. The school cost us $350,000. We didn't see that coming. But only thing that I could hold on to was Acts 20.28 20, that said, take heed over the flock of which the Holy Spirit makes you an overseer of. And so I knew that He had put me there and set us there and He knew what was coming. Didn't surprise God. We were there for 12 years. Then we've been here for three and so what is your favorite scripture? What is your favorite story? How big is your God in that story? Is it the story of David and Goliath? And God takes down the, the giant? Is it the birth of Jesus? We wanted to, to speak a little bit into that today. We're going to open up your Bibles to Luke. I hope you guys have Bibles. you guys even have Bibles? Do people carry Bibles anymore? No, I'm just kidding. Open up your Bible to Luke chapter 2. Actually, Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. See, because what we're going to do is we're going to tie... The mission statement of LM1 to everything that God does, which is love God, love others, empowered through the Holy Spirit, empowered, doing it through the power of the Holy Spirit, allowing ourselves as we go forward, as we look past 2020 and we look into 2021, 2022, 2010, whatever, 2010? How about 2030? <laughs> However far you can look and see, God doesn't change. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And so as we look at what our mission statement is from, for LM1, which is to love God, love others, and power through the Holy Spirit. Do we, we, we sang about, Lord, give us more of your power today. That's really what we were asking him. We were asking him to give us more of his presence. To work through us. The Holy Spirit is welcome here. Is the Holy Spirit really, truly, honestly welcome in your life? Yeah. 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 To the point where you will surrender everything. And say, Lord, let me be whoever you want me to be for you and through you. And I'll be the best of it as I can because I'm going to do it empowered through the Holy Spirit. Whether you're a teacher or a police officer or a doctor or a lawyer, a business person, an army person, a retired person. Let's hear it for the retireds. Come on. Ooh, ooh. We don't ever retire. Well, actually, I was tired yesterday and I'm tired today. Does that make me retired? <laughs> Powered through the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1, verse 26, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a town 
Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. God sent the angel Gabriel. He had a plan. God had intentions. He had a purpose. He was up to something. God did something. He sent the angel to Nazareth to a virgin to, who was pledged to be married to Joseph and basically interrupted her life. Changed the plans that she may have had for her life in a huge way. The virgin, God chose Mary. In God's plan, are you aware of how he has chosen you? In your life. Do you know what God wants of you and for you and through you? And what does he want to do? And how does he want you to do it? And where does he want you to do it at? Because wherever it is, like I said, being in the center of God's will is the best place to be. Whether it's here in La Mirada or wherever. And now I'm, God didn't tell me to go anywhere. <laughs> Just in case you guys are thinking, where's he going with this? No. <laughs> but let me let you know if he did I would go I think there's a hymn I'll go where you tell me to go I will say where you tell me to, what you tell me to say I will do what you tell me to do that's the surrender of the life of an empowered Christian or a disciple that says Jesus you have me 100% so God had a plan you got to realize God has a plan for your life, even in the midst of COVID 2020. This did not come to a surprise as God to surprise God. And whatever comes next won't be a surprise to God. So we just have to settle in on understanding that no matter what goes on on the outside of our lives in this world and in this state or in this country, God is still God. And we still serve him. And we will still bring a reason, give a reason for the hope that we have because He is inside of us and fills us and speaks to us. Amen? Mary was greatly troubled at His words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. She was a little perplexed. She was upset, maybe a little anxious as to what was about to happen. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. You know, there's over 300 and... 66 times or 65 times that the, that the Bible says, do not be afraid, fear not. Then God is speaking to us and he tells us, don't be afraid. I have not given you the spirit of fear, but a spirit of what? Spirit of power and of a sound mind. See, when we start thinking about it's about me, then we get confused and we get fearful and we get afraid. When I know it's not about me, when I know it's about him, then we have confidence that God can do what he wants to do. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Wow. How many of you have found favor with God? Amen. Only, only a couple of you? Does, does that mean you guys don't know Jesus? Because if you know Jesus, you found favor with God. If the Jesus is your Lord and Savior, if you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you have found favor with God. Because you know something that not everybody knows. <laughs> Jesus personally. And so you are highly favored. 
Verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Conceive. The angel said, this is what's going to happen. God has picked you out, Mary. He wants you to do something for him. He's going to use your body for a miraculous event. And you're going to conceive. And that's something that only God could do. How many of of us are looking for things in our life to, to, have, to take place that only God can do. See, when we realize that nothing is impossible with God, then the uh, possibilities of our life and what we can do, what He will do through us, they, uh, they're limitless. When we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Amen? Verse 32, he will be great and be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. In verse 34, Mary says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am still a virgin. How? How will this be? Her point of view was what you just told me was about to happen makes about as much sense as a new pastor coming to this church and saying, you know, one day there's going to be a new sanctuary built on this property. <laughs> makes no sense. But God doesn't always make sense in our perspective, in our point of view. And the glasses and the lenses that we look through and we see our abilities and capabilities and we think, oh my, we are in trouble. But when we stop and we think, this is the God who created the heavens and the universe. This is the God that created that flower right there. This is the God that created our, our hands and our fingers and our, our thumbs. And if you don't know how invaluable your thumb is, spend a, just tape them closed Wrap some tape around them in 24 hours and, and see how much you appreciate one thumb as opposed to both of them. I, you can't pick up this cup without two hands. I, with this thumb, see this thumb helps me to do this. Ah, tastes good. <clears throat> if I don't have that thumb, I, I, I can't do that. Just this little crazy thumb. How about our ability to think? <clears throat> How about our ability to reason? How about our ability? You know, we, we speak to our dogs like they understand. We tell them, stop doing that. Or you step on them, I'm sorry. And I'm like, they don't know what sorry means. That's something that we say. We know what it means, but they don't know what it means. They understand some things, but. What's your perspective of what you see God doing in your life right now? Is it a little bit or is it so outrageous you're even afraid to tell people because they'll lock you up because you're crazy? Well, that's okay. If God is in it, it, it can be big. And it can be as simple and little, you know, just kicking a field goal at the end of the game. Just that simple. That's, you know, it's not significant. 
<clears throat> well, unless, of course, you were a Raider fan last night. <laughs> it's here for the Dolphins. Come on, the Dolphin section over here. Woo -woo. Come on, come on. <clears throat> Breach. Breach, there we go, man. I mean, come on now. We They might even win the Super Bowl. See? Oh, ye of little faith. That was our pastor. Oh, ye of little faith. Not that it matters. It's in Miami this year too, right? Verse 34. How will this be, Mary asked, responding to God's plan? How would you respond? How, how many of those conversations have you had with God when he said, this is what's going to happen in your life. This is what I want to do. I want to use you. I just want to simply use you. I want you to sing up here in front. Wow. On short notice. Like on no notice. Like right away. Because the plans that we had was, you know, for Vinny to sing. And pray for Vinny. He got sick. <clears throat> Him and Priscilla. Uh, but I think more Vinny. I think he came down with the LVR flu. That was the Las Vegas Raiders flu. He, uh, he watched the game last night. He was rooting for them. Anyways, <laughs> hope he's out there watching, brother. <laughs> Love you, Vinny. <laughs> Anywho, how do we look? How do we see? What are we, what are we waiting for God to do? 2021, everybody's like waiting. Man, I just can't wait for 2020 to stop and to end. And you got another six days or five days. Well, it can stop right now. Our perspective of what we're hoping for can change right now. We don't have to wait for 2021 for the ball to drop and the, the countdown to begin and all of a sudden it's going to be 2021. We, we, we got tricked by that at end of 2019. <laughs> Thinking 2020 was going to be great. Oh well. Hey, every day there's breath in our body and there's soundness in our minds is a great day. Amen. Verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit <clears throat> will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will overcome you. He, she said, how will this be? And he said, okay, I'm going to tell you. God's going to do something that only God can do. God's doing things in our lives that only God can do. God brought this church together, these two churches together. It was something that only God could do. Is for his plan and his purposes, for his benefit, for his kingdom. And we get to ride the wave. You know, we don't have to make waves. We're just learning how to surf God's wave. That's all. The angel of the answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in our world. And there's tragedies and there's things. And, <clears throat> and there's, there's death in our lives. There, it is appointed to us to die once. There's no getting out of this life without that. And so we embrace what God's doing at all times. 2020, we saw both of our parents leave us. Unexpected, but it happens. And so we thank God for the grace, the, the time that we had with them, <clears throat> and the 
the outpouring of love and support. But I'm not, I'm not shaked by that. Because I know who I have believed and he is able to do far more abundantly than we can ever think or imagine or ask. And so there's no limit to what we can ask. Lord, can we, can we really have a big building here, a new building, a, a one that, that, that is going to draw people to you? Because that's the purpose of it. It's not to have a big building. We could have stayed in Norwalk and just had a big building. We saw a bigger picture. We saw the ability of God, the opportunity for God to do something crazy. And... Uh, and so we wait. What are you waiting for God to do in your life? In verse 38, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. In other words, she said, Okay to God. She said, Yes, Lord. I am yours. I want all of you. I want you to fill me up with everything that you are. I'm, I'm here. If this is what you want from me, Lord, go ahead. Use me. And we sang about the shame is taken away. I wonder if Mary realized what her yes was going to be. There, uh, Pastor Jim Garlow, he, he said once, he pastored the uh, Skyline Wesleyan Church, one of the biggest churches in San Diego and L.A. or California, in the world probably. He said, you'll never, you'll never understand the requirement of a commitment until you make the commitment. We can think in terms of what the commitment is going to mean. We can think in terms of what's it going to require. And in our mind, mentally, we can we can. Lay it all out. But it's when we make the commitment, when we say yes, and we find out and we go, oh, well, I didn't know that's what it was going to require. And we have opportunity to either stay true to the commitment or back off or leave or go away or change. And being led by God's Spirit and His decisions to help us. Isaiah 7.12. Let's look at Isaiah 7.12 real quick. Because uh, Mary might have known about the virgin. She might have even looked for her. Thinking that one day 714. There we go. I even have it highlighted. <laughs> Got to turn the page. 714. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. That which God had already said in her heart 
And maybe perhaps there were, there were the anticipation of, wow, who is that virgin going to be? And then all of a sudden, the angel appeared and said, Mary, you're the one. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll do that. Brenda, I'm going to ask you to come on up. and We're going to spend some time just asking God to do some things in our lives. Because as we put out our mission statement of love God, love others, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, it, it's, it's not like we can just flip a switch and we say, okay, now we're going to do this, and now we're going to make God do some miraculous things. It's not how God works. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's not something that we can just clean up the, uh, the, the little uh, whatever that thing is that he comes out of. What is it called? The lamp. And sometimes we think that, that that might be the way that we can enact God. But that's not what happens. What has to happen first is we have to love God ourselves. We have to come into a relationship with Him that says, I am yours. Just like Mary said. After evaluating what was at stake. He said, Lord, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be done to me as you wish. To even to be able to love God, we can't do on our own. Because the Bible tells us that when we were his enemies, Christ died for us on the cross. That we were born into to not loving him, not wanting him. And then something changed in our lives. He became known to us. And the second part of our mission statement is to love others. And, and we can't do that on our own. God gave us 10 commandments. He gave the world 10 commandments. He said, if you'll just do these 10, everything will be all right. And those 10 were too much for everybody. So Jesus came back, came onto the scene and he said, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. How about if we get rid of eight? We'll focus on two. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, all your strength and your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. And see, even within our own church and in our own families and our own community, we get tested to say, am I loving others as God loved me? And we can't do that on our own. And we have to get on our knees and we have to just say, Lord, in, in order to love, I, I need your grace. I need, I need because we will come across people that need God's grace in order for us to love them. And they will actually need us to be filled with God's love for us to love them. And then the last part, empowered through the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? Well, Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah tells us, Verse 6, or verse four, chapter 4, verse 6, 6 through 9. He said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. My spirit. We can't do anything on our own, church. Anytime we attempt to do something on our own, it's not going to work. 
But God is telling us, my spirit, my might, my power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is resident inside of us as we have made Jesus the Lord and Savior of our lives. He says in verse 7, What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel you became level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. In verse 8, Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands also will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. And we see three things right there. One, verse six, great works are done by God's divine hands. Great works. Jesus said, greater things than I have done than you'll do. Well, it won't be greater in significance. There isn't anything that we can do that can be out significant Jesus. But we can do greater works in numbers because we can be around longer. But as we surrender and we say, Lord, here I am. What do you want to do? Who do you want me to talk to today? Who can I dial and make a phone call to and just say, hey, this is Robert from the Church of the Nazarene. Just calling to check on you. How are you? It's a significant moment of empowered through the Holy Spirit to reach through the phone lines into someone's heart. The second thing we see in, in this chapter of, Z, uh, of Zechariah, the foundation of these works are human. The Lord works through people. Verse 9, He chose you just like He chose Mary. He chose you, He chose me, He chose us. He revealed Jesus to us. And the last one, verse 9, great works are done by God's Spirit through us to glorify Him in all that we do, in all that we are, pastor has been hammering love God love others empowered through the Holy Spirit since we've been here and probably before that and it's just the, it's a simple vision it's a simple message it's a simple opportunity for us to do what we sang about and I hope we can sing that song again Miss Angelica are you ready to sing that song again because I want us to spend this time right now just a few minutes as we close the last sermon of, of 2021 or of 2020 and we move into a new decade or a new, a new hope of a better tomorrow. The better tomorrow starts right now and knowing that God is with us and knowing that he has chosen each and every one of us. He has revealed himself to you and you have a plan and a purpose and God has something to do with you and through you and for you. And in spite of us, he'll still use us and he'll still be glorified. When Moses, God told Moses to speak to the rock and he spoke to the rock and the water came out of the rock and it refreshed the people because they needed water. And then Moses did it again and God said, Moses, speak to the rock. And Moses was mad at the people and he shouted at him and he yelled at him and he, he, he hit the rock and he cursed at the people. And God said, Moses, that's not what I told you to do. But God, knowing that the people still needed the water, he let the water come. 
and he refreshed the people. And then he dealt with Moses. What does God want to do with you, in you, and in us, as a team, as a church, as, a, as one body, as the body of Christ, as the body of La Mirada Church of the Nazarene? What will you say yes to, to God? This year. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for all that you do in our lives. I thank you, Father, for first of all, for, for letting us know who you are giving us the opportunity to respond to your love because you so loved the world that you gave your son and he died on a cross and we just celebrated his birth, Lord. And his mother, who was obedient to you, who just said, I am your servant. Yes. And Lord, maybe that's all we can do right now is to just say, yes, Lord, I am your servant and I want to serve you and I want to do whatever you want of me. But I need your strength. I need your help. I need your vision. I need you, Lord. I need to be empowered by your spirit today. Or I may not see tomorrow. Lord, I, I ask for your spirit to fall upon us this morning. As you have promised us, as you have poured out your love by the Holy Spirit into our hearts and into our minds. Father, I pray for your people that are here. I pray for those that are online watching and I pray for those in this, this neighborhood, Lord. I pray for those in our community, in our country, this world that you died for. I ask you, Lord, to, to lead us. I ask you to strengthen our pastor. I ask you, Father, to fill him with your peace that passes all understanding. Continue to give him vision for your works. And the strength that he needs, Lord, to carry out your request of him. And for all of our pastors, for our worship leaders, and for our people in our congregation, Lord, that have gifts and talents that you maybe haven't even revealed them to them yet. But I pray that you would give them eyes to see and, and a courage to step out by faith that they too be empowered through your spirit for your glory because it's not by might or by power but by your spirit Lord that we do anything for the kingdom of God I ask you to do these things Lord in Jesus precious name